All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. It's been about how how much would you say, Brian? Six, seven weeks? Yeah, at least. Yeah, sorry about that. You know, life got the best of us. Um, we are back. We are back. Myself and my co-host, Brian Wayne, and I'm Michael Linton. And today we have a lovely guest, beautiful, fantastic, amazing, ever so talented, Heavenly Horton. Round of what? applause. Heavenly Horton is a actress and editor extraordinaire. She just completed a short film called Amala. And she's here today to talk to us, talk to us, talk with us about things such as Euphoria. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't seen Euphoria yet, I suggest you guys either stop the podcast or uh, watch it. Copy your mom's account like I do. Um yeah, so Heavenly Horton, ladies and gentlemen. Heavenly Horton, how long have you been in L.A.? I've been here for about three years now. Don't, don't. And I just moved to Inglewood. And for those who don't know, uh, this podcast is taking place somewhere in the valley of Los Angeles. So Inglewood in is the a boonies. hike. Hmm? In the boonies. The bo- far out. You think the You think the valley is the boonies? Yeah. Interesting, interesting, wow. interesting. Yeah, I mean, it is a trek for her to get to us. So it we is. really do appreciate you. Um, but it ain't Compton, so being on the being on the <laughs> show, you are very stuck on this. Compton is lower than Inglewood. Compton is so fucking far from here. <laughs> That's crazy to me. Um, Heaven, where are you originally from? I'm from um, PG, Maryland, and that's um, a part of the DMV, DC, Maryland, Virginia, and it's a affluent. Black County, and we're pretty popping. Okay, okay. And what, obviously, acting, being an actress and an editor, that was probably the big move or reason for the move out here. But have you been acting and editing your entire life? Is this something that you started to pursue like right before you moved here? Or, you know, what's kind of the story behind you? Um, well, I. My mom kind of put me into acting when I was like four or five years old because I was um, kind of before I could even talk for real, reciting songs or like knowing all the words and stuff and being really like bubbly. Mm -hmm. And her friends was like, girl, you were put her in something. (laughs) You know, so my mom was like, girl, put her in something. Mm -hmm. So she kind of got me started then. So. Ever since then, like elementary school, I was in the drama department. In middle school, I was in drama. In high school, I went to a performance. Oh, in middle school and high school, I went to a performing arts um, school. So I had auditions to get into those. Okay. Was it in D.C.? They were in Maryland. So in PG County. Was it, um, it wasn't the same one Dave Chappelle went to. It wasn't Duke. Okay. Duke is in D.C. And that's okay. a really amazing high school. Okay. Um, but yeah, I went to Suitland High School, which mm. is pretty awesome. It's still a regular high school in a um, in a part of PG, mm-hmm. um, but they have an extended like performing arts and um, like tech and like recreational department where like you learn. People were doing nursing, really hair, yeah, cosmetology. 
building like trade and then there was theater um and fine arts in another building okay so it was pretty cool it was like it was so cool it was like a um kind of the meshing of like culture because it was like in the kind of ghetto area mm-hmm. and opportunity i feel that i feel that too you know what i'm I saying feel that too. Let, let me ask you being going to a school like that was it still similar to kind of how like a regular school would be set up just it had the addition of these items like was that part of your main curriculum that you had to go through or was it kind of like after school these are the departments mm, you can work in question. for a couple of hours good question mm-hmm. yeah it was um an addition so okay. you had to aud- so you could either live in the neighborhood and mm-hmm. go to that school or audition and get into the arts departments and so in the arts department and in the recreational they call it votech mm-hmm. like vocational i think that's yeah. what it's mm-hmm. called yeah they had um after school programs so if you were in fine arts you usually had to get on a later bus so school got out at 310 but if you were in fine arts you got out at 440 mm-hmm. so you would have to go and do your art class like every day um so okay. you just stay after every day okay and that was kind of like the thing it was an addition but some people could audition to get into it and they were still locally enrolled in the school mm, okay but yeah so there were a lot of people coming from different areas not that to weren't be, living in to go to the school. yeah mm. to go to the school did um was the school predominantly black yeah schools predominantly black as hell. what would you say that Obviously, growing up in a community where uh, a large amount of black people lived, do you feel like it kept you... I'm not sure, like, how... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, Whether there's a lot of crime or anything like that, right, that that occurred. Because I know, like, obviously, like, in, like, places like Chicago and stuff like that, obviously, there's places Mm -hmm. where parents try to put their kids into after-school things to kind of keep them out of trouble. Mm -hmm. Did you kind of have those influences on the outside Mm -hmm. at all to, to, like, kind of the school kind of kept you from those things a little bit or you, you was said, that just kind of something that wasn't as prevalent? You said your neighborhood was affluent, right? Mm. Yeah. So PG. Okay. So the reason that it was affluent be, was because a lot of our parents, um, PG was right next to DC and right next to Baltimore where yeah. the government was. So yeah. a lot of our parents worked for government and that's pretty good money um, to, to uphold a middle-class household out right. there. Mm. So, that was most of the people in PG. Okay. Where some, in some areas of PG, were right next to the borderline of Southeast DC. Okay. okay. So they were still, um, I guess, underprivileged. So yeah. it wasn't all PG and PG. There were definitely areas that were underprivileged and yeah. like um, hoods and yeah. stuff like that. So Suitland was in like an underprivileged area. Hmm. Um, it wasn't necessarily run down. It was just like the culture and like the opportunities weren't kind of really there. Yeah. Um. So it like it just is kind of like a lost part of that. Um. So it's it's kind of like it's kind of interesting because there is there's hella extremes to how PG is, mm-hmm. but there were no like I don't know. I would say P where I grew up, mm. I it wasn't I wasn't in a poor neighborhood mm. or anything. I was in a pretty nice neighborhood. Mm. I got a car at sixteen. Mm. Me too. Um 
You know what I'm saying? So I wasn't doing the art to like stay out of trouble for yeah. like my streets weren't like, you know. Yeah. So but I can see in Suitland I can see a lot of lost kids, you know, yeah. who need to be in arts, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Right. That was, that's kind of the question. Yeah. Like, do you feel like the school itself was good to be in the area that it was in because of kind oh, of yeah. some of the things right. that could So happen. it acted as a haven for, sure. for some yeah. people. For gotcha. sure, because there okay. were definitely some local students yeah. in my department, yeah. and it was just fun. Like, okay. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, you look at, like, here in L.A., like, you know, Snoop Dogg, he obviously has, like, his football mm-hmm. team. Like, he has, mm-hmm. like, a... a, a, a conference or something like that that he plays in but a lot of his kids are from like you know lower income areas and stuff like that you know they're in more areas with crime and right. more prevalent oh, yeah. and he kind of uses his football team he'll keep mm-hmm. them later and things like that yep. kind of as a deterrent escape yeah right escape absolutely and that's absolutely. that's why i ask like that, that yeah. question it definitely helps too because um a lot of people can get into cosmetology or jobs that are kind of like yeah. set or what they're interested in Okay. And nursing and things early because they're also getting credits for that. Yeah, as well. oh, okay. it kind of sounds like a magnet. Yeah, almost. It kind of sounds like a magnet. Yeah, okay, really a little bit. That's yeah. interesting. So, do you feel like you got a good foundation for the arts mm-hmm. when you were there? For sure, I got such a good foundation for like just being like black, and it was I don't know. It was because it was so I got so well-rounded from being there because mm. there were so many different types of black people that's and there was art there too that's yeah amazing. that's good like i wish i had that i, I wish we did in general mm. like we did not have that opportunity i mean you look at our school and theater programs were looked down upon yeah people True. like like people get made fun of to be like in you were, like you were getting called the f word if you were in theater yeah. stuff oh. like that yeah 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 like and that's why mm. you know when i see people that actually had the opportunity it's like you get a little envious mm-hmm. in a sense you know it's right. like dang i wish right we would have had that but obviously yeah kentucky didn't it, have those the word yeah, behind. it was pretty it was pretty discouraging <laughs> actually right. yeah it can yeah, be it can it be i'm glad that you like you actually had something like that for yourself yeah that's that's amazing Adam, well, i definitely didn't have that all next question for you in one word how would you describe your acting journey out here so far hmm. Um, you could be real. Boiling. Be boiling? Word. Yeah. Boiling? Mm-hmm. Boiling meaning like you're hot like shit or boiling as in something's cooking. I'm going to say simmering. Like something's cooking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, simmering. Any any acting achievements or any acting milestones or small or big you, you've, you've done recently? Um, I think that... Yeah, I think so. I think that... Um, a lot of the time that I've been here, I've been kind of trying to figure out my lane mm. or the industry and like how I can be marketable and like be honest with myself. Like, am I a good actress or like, mm. you know what I mean? Being honest with myself and like, I think that I finally recently come to understanding like, my brand and like what I can put out there and how I'm about to um, finesse, you know? Yeah. So I think that that that's that's kind of a milestone in itself for me because I um yeah I think that honestly I'm able to know I I know my potential mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and I know what I give and I know what I can get and I know what I can get better at mm. and 
I've, it took me a while to kind of like figure that out. And I think it's on the industry level mm-hmm. that I've been trying to figure all this out. So, Which okay. is a great milestone. Yeah. Because, cool. you know, I think we all have friends or, or people that we all interact with or see that they really are, are just shooting in the dark. Mm-hmm. You know, I know myself from time to time I do that, you, you know, so I think that's awesome that you have that. Mm-hmm. For sure. Any uh, any any actors or actresses inspire you, or even inspired you as a kid? Yeah. Or now. Um. Hmm. I think that. Um, Tessa Thompson has always inspired mm. me. Yeah, she. She's kind of inspired me in kind of like something to look forward to or look up to. And, and Reason being? That when I'm of age or... Because she plays roles that are older than me um, or that are more mature than I am. But I feel like when I blossom to that level, I will be kind of in that range. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of like... She kind of like inspires me to learn like how like all the things that she kind of like knows like she I want to learn fighting because she like her like her 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 range or like everything that she can do is pretty awesome. And they're kind of throwing her in so many directions. Mm-hmm. And true. I feel like yeah. by then I know that I'll probably be in that same kind of. But like, I don't know that. I don't know, same kind of whatever, but... Same level. Yeah, that same kind of level. Hmm. Um, so that's always inspiring and somebody to look forward to. Young Jada Pinkett was always, is always somebody that's, like, really inspiring. It's a bad lady right there. Mm-hmm. Her old, yeah, her older world was, like, in a different world and all the movies were really mm-hmm. cool because mm-hmm. um, that's something that I want to wanna be, like, in the black movies. Okay. 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 Yeah, very dope. Saying. Very dope. Very dope. I think that's what, what about you, Brian? Any any actors inspire you? For me, currently, um, Lakeith Stanfield okay. is one. Okay. Um, for sure, and then Daniel Kaluuya mm-hmm. is another one. I think with Lakeith Stanfield, it's kind of that idea of. You know, I'm an actor who obviously I have a lot of tattoos and things like that. And I always hear people talk about it as a hindrance Mm -hmm. for actors. But you see somebody like him who's extremely talented and his tattoos have never and he has more than me. Keep on the rock has tattoos, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little different. I would say uh, because the rock's an action star. You can do that as an action star compared to like I think Lakeith, who more so is in a a lot of serious like dramas and things like that to where they try to steer away (laughs) from those things. Right. And then Daniel Kalu, I think just his his body of work in such a short amount of time and just kind of what he brings to it is just so admirable mm. to see, especially seeing him go from like a role like in get out to a role in widows. Right. With just that drastic change in a person. I, I really very admire talented brother, that. Very talented brother. Yeah, True. absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Let me ask you this, heaven. Obviously you're an editor as well. What got you into editing? Cause I watch you guys do this. Do it on a consistent, pretty pretty decent basis. I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of it lately, and mm-hmm. it seems infuriating. Like mm-hmm. I would not want to do it. Like what kind of for both of you all? Like what kind of 
get you into that and like led you to it it makes it interesting to you at that um well i tried to get into howard's acting program and i didn't make it so i i was trying to i was kind of flustered trying to figure out what else to do Hmm. and i just joined film major okay and they made us kind of um learn take a basic class in all parts of film and editing was included Mm. so i learned like um premiere pro and final cut Mm -hmm. and they made you produce films so i was really i had to sit there and edit it and then i found that i was good at it when i was in class fucking it up and other people was like how did you just do that i was Mm -hmm. like oh wait i might be kind of good at this yeah and then i just took it from there and ran with it and then when I took a 3D graphics class, I like realized I kind of put two and two together to make animation. Okay. And then it happened, so I was like, okay, yeah, I'm, I this is pretty good for me. Mm. So I don't know. I think that's where it came from, and I don't know why I don't mind doing it. Like, I really don't mind just sitting there. Yeah, it's like hours on high. end. Like I don't know. I think it's because I get to be solitary and I get to kind of do whatever I want while I'm editing. Like I could eat, I could be high, mm-hmm. I could watch a show at the same time. Yeah. And I'd rather spend eight hours and get paid doing that than talking to somebody. I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. Is that a similar feeling for you, Michael? Um, for me, no, not at all. Uh, <laughs> I I edit because it's out of necessity or either it's a job. Um. Like the things I edit are usually they're exactly they're they're things that I realize I can probably do just as good a job if not a better job myself for free. Okay. As opposed yeah. to outsourcing it, mm. or someone's paying me to do it. Okay. It's not something I look forward to. Okay. Um, I just do it because <laughs> compared to heaven, yeah, compared really to heaven, enjoys it's just, the drastic it's just difference something. Here. I mean, like I I consider myself an okay editor. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've edited a few things. Mm. I've, I started editing pretty much as soon as I started pursuing film. Mm. So, like, I've been editing since for almost six years mm. now. Um, there's there's nothing I can't do editing. If 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 I can't, if I don't know it, I can always look it up. Yeah. So um, there's nothing I really can't do when it comes to editing. Mm. Um, it's just the, the time consumption is what gets me. Yeah. Um, I remember one time I had to edit this project for this guy, and I completely, like like low cut myself because i thought it'd be done in like a day it ended mm. up being like a three-week venture mm. and like <laughs> Dang. and then like once you spread it out like i was getting paid like 50 cents an hour so oh, wow. like it wasn't it wasn't worth it um yeah, yeah next time someone charged me to edit i'm 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 charging Bussing the ass. ass out of somebody so <laughs> don't ask me for shit well like how do you all even come like because just like to a point like that how do you come up with kind of like how you quote somebody quote yeah like how are y'all quoting people well, well, when I well, when I quote, I do I usually do flat fees mm. because uh, well, where I am now, mm. it's flat fees, and people feel better with flat fees too. Mm-hmm. Um, when you do hourly, like even when I'm on the other end, and if I'm directing something, I'm hiring somebody to do an acting gig. I mean, an editing gig, and they give me an hourly rate. If I'm not there to monitor you for eight hours a day, mm. I'd rather just pay you in a flat fee. A flat I may fee. be overpriced. I may be overpaying you. Yeah. But I feel more comfortable paying you a flat fee to get it done as opposed to, hey, you know, well, 
I did 40 hours this week, yeah. um, and but I didn't get quite done with it. How do I know that? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, I just prefer a flat fee. So, I charge people flat fees mm-hmm. usually, unless they're really pressing an hourly rate. But people just understand flat fees. I do usually do half, not half later. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's the way I do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just keep it that simple, honestly. What about you? Um, I kind of get details on what's needed mm-hmm. because I'll be editing a range of stuff, and mm-hmm. sometimes animations included. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I'll get usually, um, what is needed of me. Mm. And if it's a simple edit, um, I usually know how many hours it would take for me to do that. Okay. You know? yeah. And if it's an animation, depending on whether they want me to actually draw up a character or they'll have an artist do it for me, that will take way more time. So mm. I usually just give myself like $18 an hour. Mm. And I will come up with how long it would realistically take me to do something. And when it's not like my fault, like I'll sometimes I know that my computer is kind of slow. So I'll like understand, like I'll like knock something off that because it's kind of on me. Yeah. But um, yeah, usually I, I make sure that it's $18 an hour. But when it comes to animation, mm-hmm. I charge kind of like per second. But I'll charge per second after 10 seconds. And it depends on what I would, it's needed. I would, it's I would charge for a second off a rip. Nah, I mean, because it, it, it kind of depends on the animation, though. But mm, I want to, yeah, usually, because, like, animation can range from just me doing a, making a logo, jump around, mm-hmm. and do some cool stuff, which I shouldn't charge per second like I would a character walking. Well, yeah, that makes sense. I remember one time I was in New York, and... I asked the guy for a quote and he was a, and the guy, the people who recommended me to him said he was pretty starting out and yeah. he was, he was charging, he was 1500 a minute for animation. I know that's right. So, I mean, I, <laughs> a I minute? T- yeah, 1500 a minute. Cause like, I don't think animation, not, that is, it's that difficult. It's, especially, it's so much time. It's not difficult per se, it's just time consuming. It's inevitably really? time consuming. Because like, like I'll tell you what, okay, take days. when you watch an animated movie, hmm. every frame is predetermined. Yeah. Like, frame is, you know what a frame is? Explain. A frame is like okay. So when you in a, in a cinema, hmm. in a cinema camera, it's twenty four frames per second. Mm-hmm. Think of it like this: the camera is taking pictures. It's taking twenty four pictures yep. a second, right? Yep. Imagine you have to handcraft every frame of an animated scene. Oh wow! Like so, like that, and a frame could literally take days to render, to make, to create, and a frame is only one twenty fourth of an of of a, of a second. See what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah So, yeah. like, that's where people... I mean, now, like, a lot of automation's gotten better, so, like, yeah. computers can help you, like, move well, things along. The Incredibles along. took 10 years, so... Well, the Incredibles... <laughs> well, the Incredibles... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the Incredibles... But the, the level of detail like, they put in it, I'm glad right. it took 10 well, years. Well, the Incredibles took 10 years because it was more so production things like actors coming back and getting mm. the script right as opposed to, like, the animation of it. Animation mm. does take a while, don't get me wrong, but it, yeah. it, it wouldn't have taken 10 years. Um same with Toy Story. Mm-hmm. It's it's like every frame is a decision. Like everything you see, well, that, like that's what I was gonna. So like something like from a, a, a thing like Toy Story compared to uh, a, an old school like Lion King back in the day. Not current. That current mm-hmm. one I know probably took forever. But I think back in the day one probably took longer. Though. Yeah, really? Lion King back you're in drawing, the day. Oh, yeah. yeah, and you're drawing every frame. But with computer graphics or something, you're just manipulating guys, what is already there. Our apologies, guys. There's a plane there. overhead. <laughs> And we're back. (laughs) No, like, yeah. So with, um, so with computer animation, you can manipulate 
the line. You don't have to redraw the right. line every and, time. And AI is so so far advanced now. You can be like, all right, here's what it is. This is where I need help to go. Us. Yeah, exactly. And it can help you. Along. Wow, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the back advances. in the day, like when you see like those movies from like the 60s and 70s, they're those literally cartoons, drawing every, every page. frame. That's beautiful too. Every frame yeah, is crazy. Uh, even in Spider Man. Um, even in Spider Man. Uh, far from not Spider Man. Um, into the Spider Verse. Into the Spider Verse, right? Yeah. The animators. Well, it's standard to animate at 24 frames per second, right? Yeah. But with the with Miles Morales. They started animating him at 12 frames per second because he was supposed to be this clumsy guy with no powers. Yeah. So by the time they got to him, the climax with him with his powers in his suit, yeah. he was he was animated at 24 frames per second. So he so like, like he so, so he was like so in the beginning he was a little choppy in his movements yeah. while everybody else was kind of smooth. Yeah. And then as he was progressing that's his powers, that's a nice little trick. Uh, by the end, by the end of the yeah. movie, he was at 24 frames per second. Yeah, that's a nice yeah. little trick. I mm-hmm. like that. Yep. The uh, the less frames per. Second, the choppier looks. The choppier looks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Evan. For you, as you continue in your career, if if one starts to kind of level higher than the other, will you kind of take a back seat to the other one, or are you trying to kind of keep them both moving in the same light as you move forward? Because um, I know that's like too drastically so, different. Yeah, so you know, what? Things. So what do you prioritize, basically? Yeah. Acting is my passion. Okay. That's what gives me, you know, dopamine and makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's what I'm here for. Mm. Um, I just know that my skills in editing and animation can be pretty can become lucrative. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I'm just trying to get rich. If because if I can, whichever one comes first, mm-hmm. I just know that I'm going to be able to do what I want regardless if yeah. I make bread, yeah. if I get the bread to do it. So, um, but I'm hoping that acting can be the first one, the first one yeah. so that I can, you I know, feel you. Yeah. I, feel you. I completely understand that. Mm. It's like, so editing for you, you love it, not as much as acting and you're okay with being a full-time editor at least for a little while until you get your acting feet under you like if you mm. if you had to become a full-time editor for a little while let's say a year or two in order to and now you got some money in your pocket now you can really focus on acting yeah. when you're not editing hmm. okay yeah well no because editing doesn't make me like happy like i'm not happy while i'm doing it mm-hmm. like you la 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 but I would, so the only type of animation or editing that I would do is not like, I wouldn't do it on a clock, so a nine to five, like for somebody else's projects, mm-hmm. no matter how much I'm going to get paid, because acting is kind of priority. That's why I don't have a nine to five now, mm-hmm. and I'd rather really try to do that. So if any animation projects or any big lucrative projects come where they're saying hey i want you to do this project for me then i feel like i could still be auditioning while i'm also spending eight hours overnight at home working on the project yeah that's basically what you're saying like the grind is it's a straight hustle i'll give up editing for acting but i don't know if i would give up 
because I feel like I'm only here because of the acting. Okay. Right. I mean, you like you could edit back home yeah. if you wanted to. Yeah. Okay. I feel you. So yeah, I always want to keep those options open or that window open for acting. Okay. So I never want to tie down. Is there uh is there any actress under thirty you would want to work with right now? If if, Ooh, if God came if God or a higher power came to you today and said, Heavenly Horton, you're getting this next big role, you can pick any actor under thirty, man, woman, in between, doesn't matter. Who would you pick? Oh man. That's a good question. Right. Um, I would choose Lakeith. Yeah, Lakeith. <laughs> I want to work with Lakeith. What about you, Brian? What about you? <sighs> Dang, that's you know, because he is under thirty, same age as me. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's not too many younger, like eighteen to twenty-five, that really like. I'm just dying to work with. Um, right. Yeah, I, I would. I feel like his energy would be like fantastic to be around on set. You know, mm-hmm. um, I Ooh. would say like, yeah, yeah. Um, what's what's what is the girl's name? Off of Black Panther, the sister. Oh, oh um, uh, Letitia Wright. Wright. Yeah, Letitia Wright. I want to work with Letitia Wright. She seems pretty cool. Okay. Like, yeah, she does seem pretty. She's pretty, pretty cool. Pretty chill, like so she be freestyling. Mm-hmm. I'm trying. Yeah, she's I'm dope. Trying she to go. She was like a dope. Most of the actors or actresses that I want to work with are a little are older. You know, they're like over thirty. Like I really want to work with Mahershala. But, right. you know, he's, he's in his 40s. He's yeah. in his 40s. You right. know, like, sure. it would be such a drastic. I, I really don't know what type of role I'm having if I'm working with Mahershala compared to, like, me and, like, Lakeith are the same age. Mm-hmm. And we could probably play on a spectrum of age, you, you know? So it's yeah. like we could probably play something that's a little closer mm-hmm. to each other uh-huh. compared to, like, me and Mahershala. Like, it's probably going to be a distant. I'm working yeah, like, with you. Like, yeah, like, like mentor-mentee kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's not going to be the same type of relationship with somebody who's around the same age because we're probably going to be in more scenes together, Yeah, things of that nature. So uh, I would probably at this time say, like, if I had to pick somebody who I really wanted to like be. Because if I had to pick one person to work with, period, I want to work with Denzel. That's just... Of course. Because it's, it's Denzel. That's it's right. my favorite actor. But, um, but if I had to pick somebody under 30, I would probably say Lakeith as well. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if I'm, you had if I, an actor to direct under thirty, direct yeah. under thirty, you get one. Because I, I know get, you have. I a, get one actor under thirty. One actor under thirty. Um, obviously you're gonna have more actors in the, the production. Uh, but you get one, one actor under thirty. I love to direct. The studio literally comes to you like, I'm gonna let you get one role. And like, it's and the like, main role. The main role. Yeah, the lead. And and, and the and it's the lead. Yes, yeah, the lead. Like, I'm picking you. Easy, you know some Micah. Aww. It's easy. Come on, yeah, man. Yeah, because like it's it's, on, it's up together. Yeah, like, let's, let's get it. If let's we, get if, it. Think of, I'm, I'm serious. Like if it's if it's if it's if I get the opportunity to direct yeah. a big budget movie and yeah. I can pick anybody, yeah. Like I'm gonna pick you because we came out here with with a plan. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simple. But if I but if I wasn't picking you, I would probably want to pick uh, the chick off Euphoria. Uh, Hunter Schaefer. Yeah, I was thinking um, about choosing her. Yeah, I was thinking about picking yeah. Hunter Schaefer. Um, I think she did a phenomenal job in Euphoria. If anybody hasn't seen it, they might hasn't seen it. Fantastic show. Did you guys know? Well, it's, show. they said that that was her first acting job. Well, yeah, she, like, well, she killed it. Yeah, killed it. Killed it. Killed it. And my my stupid ass 
completely missed the fact that she was transgender. That's that's the thing that got me. I was more than so anything, disappointed. How, how good it was done. And the thing is, and the thing we is, we didn't even know. Well, no, it wasn't that. They had a whole ass montage about it, <laughs> they tell, and yeah, that went yeah. over my fucking head. Yeah. I was like, oh, maybe she's we just, had to watch the episode. Maybe three she's times. crazy. I was like, oh, maybe she's crazy or whatever. You uh, know, she's in a psych ward. Nah, she was. She wanted to be a girl. When, yeah. when when she was a boy, mm-hmm. crazy to me. I'm so sorry, Hunter Schaefer, because I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, but that just goes to show how good she was uh, as an actress. Period. Yes, you know, 100, 100. percent I think, you know, after watching that show, I, I was happy that that was followed up for Game of Thrones because boy did HBO Game do of a Thrones. Job on the Game ending of, of Game of Thrones was doo doo water. And the yeah. fact that Euphoria came right after that, and then I believe Barry is about to start too. No, Barry already. Oh, you just did season two, right? I just did season, I just watched okay. season two, yeah. Well, yeah, well, and then Barry was right after two then, right? So Euphoria and Barry I don't know when Barry, time. I just, I, was during I binged it, watch I Barry. Watch, I started watching Barry um, while Game of Thrones was still on. Okay. But it was still a banger, so. Yeah. Oh. But, I mean, with Euphoria, I thought that was a very well-made show. Very well-made. I mean, for anybody who wants a background, like, we, as a group, have been watching this show every yeah. Sunday. Heaven comes all the way up from her uh, castle in Inglewood to the little <laughs> out here and yeah, watches to, to, uh, to watch the show with us. Graces us with her presence, and literally, like, it was just fantastic. It was it, like from start to finish, it was good. Yeah. Like the only qualm I had was the McKay character. Yeah, I thought he was kind of an afterthought. Yeah, I, I he was literally there to service Cassie. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, and, like it, like. Even his little episode, you know, every, you know, all the main characters Very had an episode. Mm-hmm. Cassie overshadowed him in his own episode. Yeah, Damn. like yeah. if you think about that, like I think he should have. I think the character should have either been in high school mm. or not in the show at all. Like mm. I don't. What's the point of having a college guy in a high school story? In a high school yeah. setting, is it? You know it's a little weird to me. It is yeah, weird. And weird. when? Why are you proud you're dating a junior in high school if you're yeah. in college? Yeah. Like there's so many college girls out. I'm sorry, I did that I didn't buy that at all. Mm-hmm. I thought McKay's uh, character was completely, um, was completely botched. Yeah, but that was my only qualm. Yeah. Other than that, the the the, movie, the, the, the TV the show. show was fantastic. What about you, Heaven? What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, the TV show is amazing. Zendaya is amazing. Zendaya um, is it's amazing. hella, it's hella um, relatable for some people who, who um, who deal with like traumas you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. this is hella a millennial approach to drama mm-hmm. like with understanding mental you know like yeah. the mental and psych- the psyche of a person and they really dived into why this person was this way because of their childhood a little mm-hmm. bit deeper than others and which made you kind of like relate a little bit so like zendaya's char- character was hella relatable relatable for people who went through like anxiety mm-hmm. or like who have Drug issues. Yeah, drug issues and, um, you know, shit like that. And so that was really refreshing and awesome to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and she did it beautifully. And the cinematography was like... First of all, the cinematography... Uh, uh, Sam Levinson and I forget the cinematographer who was on most of the shows, uh, most of the episodes. He might have been on all the episodes. We looked him up yeah. the other day, but yeah. I forgot his name. But those two together, like, they did a That's great... Da- that was so dangerous. Great 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 cinematography mm-hmm. i think we were we were hooked in the first episode with the yeah. rotating room the rotating yeah. room yeah like literally the look yeah. on all of our faces when we saw us, we like we would stop in the middle yep. of episodes and be like this is just so beautiful yeah like this is so beautiful we look like exactly. kids watching a cartoon for the first time exactly i yeah. don't like 
the cinematography was definitely a reason, a big reason as to why I kept watching the first episode. Yeah. Because it was just so beautiful to watch. Yeah. And the story was good. The acting, for the most part, mm. was amazing. The makeup and design. The makeup and design the was clothes. good, too. Oh, my gosh. And, like, the magical, like, the, the kind of magical realism in it, too. Yeah. Like, when Zendaya is pretending to be a cop. Or oh when, my god! Or when so well done. Or when the yes. camera, I will watch it again now. <laughs> or when the camera keeps rotating, and then like the when, bed, and the, yeah, like Do you remember the like, bed, uh, like the mat oh, cuts yeah. mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Like that was just so well done. Yes. Um, what's we had another question about Euphoria. No, no, I was gonna say like I know you said something as far as it was relatable to people, and honestly, something that you said like made me not really even think that I hadn't even thought as deep about it as that kind of like I did with a couple characters like Nate's character mm-hmm. I thought about kind of like the growing up and the mental aspect of it right mm-hmm. but if you really look at it every character had a little bit of that mm-hmm. sprinkled in it for every different situation right mm-hmm. that a lot of people or and even kids around that age start to go through mm-hmm. yeah and you really don't think about it and I think it's a good point that you brought up like I mean, my, the character that I really just absolutely loved was Nate. And I cannot remember Nate. the gentleman who plays him. And I, I feel bad. Australian that, fellow. Yeah, I can't I remember his name. His name. Mm-hmm. Um, but the guy who played Nate, all I have to say is... He better get an Emmy nomination. The, the What he did in that last episode yeah, was, last just, episode was, was literally that, phenomenal. Like, he was good in everything else, but yeah. he was great. Yeah, great. I mean, for episode. anybody who gets to that point or, or got to that point... You know, like that scene yeah. with him and his father, like and just I, wild. Yeah, and I don't think a lot of people, people who aren't actors and directors, don't, don't understand know how hard that how really hard is. That is don't, because really... it's hard to play a bad guy. Let's let's yeah. let's listen for a lot of people. And he seems like if you watch his interviews or things like that, he seems like a very nice guy naturally. Mm-hmm. And for him to be able to go in and play somebody that kind of has that type of mentality that his character had was. It, I mean, it was just it was just great, great, great acting to see. Um, what was the, the? There was something else. Let me see here. Um, oh, okay. Uh, things, heaven. Is there anything that you found to be super? I mean, obviously you said the the the, the relatability to the the mental aspect of it. But mm-hmm. is there anything that you felt to be kind of unrealistic itself about the show? Because I only have um. one thing with that. I mean, which obviously TV shows, there's always going to be an unrealistic aspect. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I mean, some p- kids look older than first teenagers. of all, those are everyone for the <laughs> exception of adults. For, the, for the exception of Zendaya and <laughs> Storm Reed. No, uh, not uh, Storm Reed, Zendaya, and the white girl who had a crush on her. Oh, Lexi. Everybody else looked like they were over eighteen years old. Yeah, Hunter without question. Young. Yeah, Who? I thought Hunter looked young. Yeah, Hunter looked a little young. Not to me, no. Oh no. I mean, I guess I saw the show a young Wayne see, on. I saw a young adult when I see Hunt, when I saw Hunter yeah. Schaefer. I, I guess when the show right. Wayne's on, and you kind of start to see yeah, a little bit more. Yeah. And, and first of all, Nate ain't fooling nobody. Nate, no. looked, Nate looked like he doing a dissertation. You, yeah, getting you his masters. T- you, it looked like he should have been playing McKay, no, and McKay should have been playing him. Exactly. Like the way they're built. Nonsense. Oh, and another unrealistic thing: McKay dating Cassie to me is unrealistic. Really. 
Well, in what way? In what way? Why are you dating yeah. a high school? Oh, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. were just trashing that, that girl, and he was like, that like happens. the the scene where he went smacking her. Yeah. All of his friends and stuff were kind of just trashing mm-hmm. her, yeah, and then like, he was like, "You're so pretty." Like I like yeah, I, I know that never happened. And I told you guys, I, I never happened. <laughs> and I told you guys like when you're watching the episode, the the season finale when they're all at the dance. I said, mm-hmm. if McKay comes in here in the in the tux, I'm turning the show off. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good to thing get his did. baby back. Oh my to get God. his baby back. Oh. Uh, nah, it's over. Yeah. It's Hell over. Nah. Yeah, I mean, his character really, uh, again, I didn't find it to be too realistic. And something else was like, I think sometimes we, just the idea that these kids are just able to do whatever they want. I think there is groups That's what of I'm kids and things like right. that that are in high school that kind of get that opportunity. But most aren't of really, them aren't. But let's all be very honest. No, None of our parents, if it was a Tuesday night, mm-hmm. going to sit there and be like, Hey mom, I'm getting ready to go to a party on Tuesday night. And I'll tell you right now. I got school at eight AM tomorrow. I will tell right. you right now. If my daughter if my if my sixteen year old daughter's got a rehab, mm. she's wearing a, she's wearing an ankle monitor. Yeah. But we're moving out of that state. We're moving. Like no, we're like we're definitely moving like we're like moving. nah. Yeah. Like, we're moving all the way. Wait, we're yeah, moving to New York. Could you mind if I go out and go stay? I was Hell like, to nah. what? She Take was able to some still homework. sneak out of her house. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's the only thing that I that's the only thing that I ever have an issue with when it comes to high school shows because mm-hmm. a lot of TV glorifies high school like it is the best time, time. of your yeah. life. Not. And let's just say and we all know that yeah. I mean it can be fun for a lot of people and yeah. for a lot of people mm-hmm. it is the peak of, of of their life when it comes to being a young adult, right? Mm-hmm. But for a lot of people you don't start reaching that point until you like mid 20s yeah late 30s some people mid 30s some people 40s 40s people don't bloom to their 40s the best part of your life happens when it's literally the best part of your life right right? exactly you don't know oprah didn't like start making strides since she was like late 20s exactly so yeah but i I mean overall though the idea of it being a realist kind of realistic i think it was just a solid show and the music was Mm -hmm. great yeah, shout out to the Labyrinth and all the music people behind that show. Yes. There was not one song I didn't like. I, they didn't fit, Yeah, I would say. Well, no, I like, but I like them as songs alone. Like, yeah. like there's some song by, like, some European white people mm. that I never would have heard of if it yeah. weren't for that show, and I actually yeah. like some of their music. <laughs> yeah. Not all of it. Some mm. of it. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I thought it was a great show. I'm, I'm excited. Uh season two I, I was glad they got renewed and i think my biggest thing for it was it was really to, it was great to see zendaya go from being kind of this like in the in the in a in a world's eye like this innocent you know type of mm-hmm. person because she was on disney and then she looks super young still mm-hmm. um and she kind of plays a lot of roles as an adult that are more you know, not not this. But this is like mm-hmm. a drastic change, and it was really nice to see her as well. And just, I think it was cast well. I think everything with it was done very well. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, shout mm-hmm. out to Sam Levinson. Would you want to be on a show like if you had to pick a character? I guess that was yeah, that was a question I want to ask. If you had to pick a character that you would want to play on the show, who would yeah. the character be for you? Mm. Well, I only have like two options. It doesn't have to be a black or white. It doesn't, don't look at black or white. You yeah, can, play, you can play whoever you character, want. Character, just character. You can play whoever you want. They're casting you. Could it, it could even be a guy. Like, yeah. just character. Because you know anybody can, they can switch anything. And yeah. The person Zendaya is playing is white. The actual person who did it, right? The actual person and who did it. And a guy. It's a white guy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's the actual guy. person is a white guy. Yeah. Is a white guy, yeah, who yeah. she's portraying. So. Mm. 
Zendaya's character mm. Rue mm. or I mean yeah these are kind of the only the only black girls but I feel like I fit those molds anyways mm. or um Stormy's Hunter's girl yeah no oh um, Nate's girlfriend no um Jules's girlfriend in the city oh okay oh yeah. oh, oh yeah I could definitely I forget her name. say that yeah you yeah. definitely yeah. I, I think she's gonna that. have a very big role in the so second true. season possibly if you she doesn't look she looks okay i looked at her instagram and she looks much more like zendaya <laughs> like oh hun, really yeah jules definitely has like a type a type <laughs> like, she looked different a jules has different a type life. so black women or white dudes <laughs> with with like wavy with like wavy fun hair mm-hmm. well yeah I, I i noticed that sam levinson made a point to show that Zendaya's mother is in, is exclusively yeah. white men, exclusively, exclusively, exclusively like, my nigga white Sam man. Levinson made a point to say, nah, Zendaya's mom, it just wasn't one no one time in love thing. Nah, yeah. she likes because white doesn't she men. like Jules's dad, right? And did she date another white guy yeah, in the she, middle of then, it? Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. But she, but it seems like she's attracted to Jules's dad too. A little bit, yeah, because it seemed like they were hitting it off there for a second. Yeah, in that yeah. last episode, they were sitting yeah. down having a little glass of wine, you and, know, chit chat and shit. Yeah. Ain't that wrong with that? Um, uh, and what else I noticed as well? There's something else I noticed that was like, oh yeah, that's a quirk he has, mm. but I forget it now. Yeah. Oh, the smoke. The smoke. Yes, they probably spent <laughs> a good quarter million dollars on smoke. What machines. I tell you, what I tell you all that. Micah literally every episode goes. There's a smoke machine's hard at work every time there was smoke like even on when even like and I, and I get it every you know scene. smoke smoke makes smoke smoke adds texture to your shot mm. you know it, it it adds a level of surrealism to your shot mm. I get all that but I was just like this could have been done without smoke. Mm-hmm. True. It could have been done like like there's well, let's no not act like the smoke did not like, make it look fire. And though. also let's and not, and, and, right. and like okay, do you remember <laughs> when uh, it was like in the earlier episode when uh, Zendaya and Storm Reed were walking in the middle of the street? Mm. You could literally see like the you could you couldn't see the smoke machine, but you could literally see like where there was the funnel was like coming. like the smoke ejecting yeah. from like the bottom of the screen. Yeah, literally ejecting. <laughs> yeah. I'm like okay, it's literally right there. <laughs> it's literally right there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay, okay. Another thing I wanted to ask you about, Heaven, because we talked about it a little bit the other day. There's been a few people who've dropped albums. First off, Rick Ross's album comes out Friday. Extremely excited for that. Um, I know me and you talked about, and Mike as well, YBN Cordae's album. YBN Cordae's album. Anybody who hasn't heard this. Flames. Oh, my God. Yeah. What's what's your true verdict? Like, if you had to give, like, a, a great opinion on this album, what would you give it? I would give it, I would say that I would give it 10 out of 10 mm-hmm. and a mwah. Would you? A yes. mwah? Is it a multiple mm-hmm. listen? Has it been like a repeat yes. for you? Yes. yes, it has. And I can play it all the way through Yes. with no skips. Yep. And I'm just so proud. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. Rap is really one of my favorite arts. Mm-hmm. So when I hear a bar or something that sounds good, like a I solid bar, like bars, I, I feel something yeah. on did, the inside. Did what's your favorite song on the album? 
what's the last one called lost lost, in, lost boys lost boy yeah i think it's lost boys yeah i was a lost boy now i'm found yeah that's it might be lost goes. and found that lost and found name. i think yeah, that's I think what lost it and found. lost and found and then way back home they touched my soul yeah lost way back home oh uh which, which, which one was that one? Oh, which this is hella relatable too at least uh, for me mm-hmm. in my life and the way i'm going that's how all young rappers start relatable as hell, then they get, Damn, then they get real money. Damn, that's true. Like look, like look, Kanye West. I honestly think Kanye West's college dropout is one of the greatest rap albums of all People time. People really yeah. felt that. Yeah. People it really felt that. And then, then he got really rich. Yeah. And then like, he's still amazing, he's still great. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but there are just there is an authenticness that mm. you just can't recreate when you're when you're like, hungry. Like look at I think Kid Cudi's first album. Yeah. Kid Cudi's first album, uh, uh, Man on the Moon. Yeah. One of the greatest rap albums of all time. You cannot change my mind on that. Yeah. Ever since I don't then, think too many people will argue with you on that. It's ever, a fantastic album. Ever since then, not really my thing. Mm. Wiz Khalifa. Nothing against him. Yeah. Wiz Khalifa, but the thing is, Wiz Khalifa comes close sometimes. Uh, he I hasn't in a know. while. His past know. couple albums, Cushion and I really shoes. like. You are. He can't. He'll never replicate. Cushion OJ, and that was a mixtape. Yeah. Oh, there was another one. You know what I'm saying? There was another mixtape. That might be one of the greatest uh, mixtapes ever (laughs) done. There was another mixtape. But he'll never do that again. Like he's never going to replicate that. It was called. um, That was really good. Uh, well, while you're looking it up, like I'm going to say this right now. Like I don't know if you heard Funkmaster Flex. Like while you're recording on Funkmaster Flex. Like my thing with it is like you don't hear too many artists. I mean, you have a a select few. And when I say artists, I'm talking from a mainstream platform. Not there's all types of artists who can spit. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got your Joey badasses of the world who aren't on that mainstream platform as prevalent. You know, you got those people like that, but (laughs) for him to drop this album and it kind of be on a mainstream kind of release. Right. And as young as he is and the youth that was put into it, like there's a 16 year old. My favorite song was uh, have mercy and the Mm -hmm. one with Anderson Pack. And a 16-year-old produced them. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you think about the talent that's out there right now yep. just for music mm-hmm. is outrageous. outrageous. Like, it's literally outrageous. And I think that, and I was saying this to Micah earlier, that if he continues to stick with what he's doing, stick with what you're doing, continue to be you, continue to be real, and don't let the industry change who you are, mm-hmm. he could easily jump up that list of, like, yep. At least from a lyricist standpoint. I, I just Quickly. hope, and I just, I just, I just hope he doesn't. I just hope he's able to stay consistent. Like I know people don't see him, see this guy as like a good rapper in some aspects. Yeah. But I will give it to Drake in the fact that he has literally gotten better in yeah. in, in his own mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Every single album. Yeah. In mm-hmm. something, and there are not rappers that can do. There are not a lot of rappers. Yeah. In, Period that can say that I've gotten literally better, better. with every Most people album. Plateau mm-hmm. They plateau or, or like, or like look at like Chance's new album. I tried my best yeah, to listen to it. Get me started. It was a bit fatiguing, and I'm is, is nothing is nothing about him loving his family and wife. That's mm-hmm. beautiful, but something about it just wasn't the same as Acid Rap or Coloring Book, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Um. But again, if he's happy with his with his art. Hmm. Then we have nothing to say about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Same with the uh, same with Big Sean. I think I think Big He's Sean out, out soon too. I think Big Sean is also closer to Drake in the sense that mm-hmm. he, he gets better with every album. Definitely fire. But again. He's like, where has he been the past eighteen months? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. like it's easy to to come back if like you take you, like you, four you years take off. off. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Let me ask you this, because obviously these full list of like the 50 greatest rappers of all time and stuff like that have been coming out. I want to ask you, just you personally, 
who are kind of like your i'll just say five it doesn't have to be in a particular order like a top five for you when it comes to rap rappers um so my top five kendrick real um nipsey real joey mm, okay Aw. I mean, Joey was always on my list back in the day, mm. and I always held him strong. Yeah. But I don't think I can say Joey anymore. Okay. So I'm going to take Joey off. Aw. He's I six. know. Mm. But he what? He used to be for a very long time. Um, damn, Chance was too. Chance was. Really? Yeah. Ch- I, Chance was up. Yeah. He, not, I don't know. I'm he a, got I'm me through some stuff. No, uh, Chance is a good rapper. It just I wasn't a fan of his new album, but hopefully he can bounce back. Mm. Um, who else? Um, Kasabi. Hmm. Maybe Smino right now. Mm. Who? Smino. Smino. Okay. Um. And how many did I just say? Three. Four. That's four. four. Oh man. Okay. Well, Isn't it hard? That's such a hard list. See, yeah, I can't right. like I stopped doing top fives. Yeah. It's I just couldn't do it. Hard. Um Let me see. What's a girl that I really love? I gotta give my a girl some love. I'm gonna say Megan. Okay. Okay. You see, that's that's a respectable list. That is. But that for, is a respectable for me, list. I can't even because it depends what mood I'm in. Like yeah. if I'm yeah. trying to hear something like boppy and shit like that, I might put on some Drake. Yeah. If I'm trying to hear some more substance, I'll listen to Kendrick or J. Cole. Yep. So I'm saying if I will listen to somebody like or YB and Corday. Yep. Like or if I listen to something classic, I'll listen to Kanye or Tupac or yep. or Biggie. Like yep. it just it just depends. And that's why and that's yeah. why I say like music is so subjective and it always kills me when people get so up in arms over somebody's list. It's like, well that's just what they like. Exactly. You know, music yeah. is like any it's type art. of art form, it's a preference yeah. of what you like. Yeah, art is not art is literally the opposite of competition. Yeah. Okay, you, but also sometimes mm-hmm. the stats can speak for itself. Like you can't say that Beyonce is not good. I don't somebody think that you she's can. Not to somebody she's not. I'm not. I don't think, I think that you think, can. I though. think Beyonce is a great talent, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a, a polar to your argument because I we I literally just spoke to Mikey about this today. If we're going based on stats, Drake would be the greatest rapper of, of all, all time. time, and Eminem would be second. Yeah, and Eminem mm-hmm. would literally be second if we're talking stats, mm-hmm. right? But that's why I say like it really has to do. If we go stats, like we're we're discounting a lot of fantastic artists because I think there's tons of singers and i know i'm going to get chewed for this if anybody's a beyonce mm-hmm. fan but i think there's tons of singers out there who sing better than beyonce mm-hmm. do i believe that beyonce is the greatest Vocalist. entertainer like like if it's michael jackson and then i'm going to put beyonce from an entertainment worldwide standpoint mm-hmm. for me right like just but in terms the, the of global pool but in terms of pipes you can't but, deny that she no she's sing, great though. no no I you never can't deny that she's a good beyonce performer. can definitely that's sing that's what i'm saying yeah. that's will because some people yeah. will deny that some people are even good at sing. what they do because they don't like their yeah. artistry. But I think that some stats can kind of like you can't you can't say you Drake can't, can't rap. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. yeah, you can't say Jake um, Jay Z isn't great mm-hmm. or isn't legendary. Yep. 
even if you don't really like his. Yeah, no, and like I, said, I, I think, respect. I think that from a musical standpoint, if you just don't like their sound or whatever the case may be, then you could sit there and tell me. But I like to your point to Beyonce. You cannot sit here and tell me that Beyonce cannot sing. She can sing, right? Especially compared can. to what I, what a lot of us here, our friends, family, whatever the case may be, who might be hating on that person, right? But it's like gotta respect it. Yeah, gotta you respect gotta respect it. The, you gotta respect. Same it. with Adele. Respect it. Yeah, I think Same Adele can Adele. blow. Adele can blow. Oh, like she Adele can, blow. can blow. I saw a top fifty R and B list. I didn't even see Adele damn near on it. That's I was like, what right. Or Sam Smith. Ray J was like was 17. Brandy? Where was Brandy? Brandy was under Ray J. I'm like, how is this possible? <laughs> Who was making this list? <laughs> Who did that? Heaven, I was fired up. I told, I said, quit reading the list off to me. I don't want to read that. <laughs> Ray J was before Boys to Men. Sexy what are you doing? Ray J shouldn't even been on the list. Sexy Hit it from the back. Is that how it goes? Is that how it goes? I don't remember. That's that. That should let you know that Ray yeah. J should not be on the list. Yeah, Ray J is interesting character. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I agree with your point though. Like, we you definitely can't deny some people's ability and talent. You really, you really can't. Yeah. yeah. Like, for example, like even with even with acting, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's uh, you, you know it when you see it. See what I'm saying? Like, and that's and that's a, and that's the shitty thing about entertainment being an actor like with the if you're a musician all you need is 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 a garage band and a room that's literally all you need go on youtube download some beats some royalty free beats and get it popping like look at uh lil nas x lil nas x was was, how was he 20 years old he was living on his sister's couch with five dollars in his pocket, he said, "You know what? I'm gonna get my shit together. I'm gonna go get a laptop. And I'm gonna, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a laptop. I'm, I'm gonna get a laptop, and I'm gonna start making beats." Yeah. A year later, he he has one of literally one of the greatest singles of all time. Yeah, from from a stats standpoint, one from of the greatest, point, yeah. one of the greatest singles, arguably the greatest no, single no, of all time. Right? Isn't he, yeah. wasn't he first this week? Yeah, the greatest from a stats point, the greatest <laughs> single of single all of all time. Because I'm pretty sure this is week 18 in a row. Keep keep in right. mind, and, and keep in mind, he was yeah. he had five dollars in his pocket last yeah. year. You know. I'm saying yeah. but with acting it's in a in a way it's like okay well in order to be known you got to have you got to know the right director you got to know the yeah, right yeah. producer you got to mm-hmm. have the right you gotta, team you got to get yeah you got to rather you have to have the right team you got to get lucky yeah you know what i'm saying right. there's so many so like when i see an actor yeah like when i see an actor who's really been through it hmm. and a musician who literally who literally you know was almost an overnight success. Yeah, you know that there's a difference there. Yeah, because that actor might have a longevity that that musician may not. Yeah, because they actually know the struggles. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like we're like you've been here, and we've all struggled in our own ways yeah. in this industry. You know what I'm saying? Not yeah. the same, but we've all struggled, and we yeah. we understand. So I promise you, if any of us here get the opportunity to direct or act, yeah, that's it. There's yeah, no, no there's no turning back. Uh, there's never gonna be an article. Brian Wayne is hard on drugs and fell off. Oh, I and promise. Hell no. You, you're not going to yeah. find it. Exactly. You're not going to find it. And what I would ask you, Evan, like, what's kind of the, the goal for you? Like, is there kind of a milestone with acting that you want it to be? Because I feel like uh, you, you're the third actress huh? we've had on, right? Third actress? Yeah, Who's... because Sarah and, and Charisma were before. And it's like, I always ask, because obviously I have my own personal goals, and I know Micah has his own personal goals, but like, what's one with acting that you kind of want to accomplish or that you not kind of that you want to accomplish you know in your career i want to produce a sketch comedy show that gets picked up or that gets traction enough to put me on Hmm. so that 
Hollywood wants me. So like black, so like that sketch show that Issa Rae is doing. Yeah. Yes, like that. But I had the goddamn idea before that. But yeah, I know it's it. now. That's, it's that's gonna be like that. Now it's now you always have to switch gonna, it. Right. You have to find something. I was. Just I mean, reading. it's not gonna be like that at all. Yeah. But it is gonna be like that in the sense that a black girl is producing a show, mm-hmm. a sketch comedy show, and I thought I was gonna be able to be like the first, which is why I thought it was really gonna go off. Yeah. But people keep beating me to the goddamn punches. That's how it is. Have you considered doing like a little like like a YouTube series? Yeah, like, yeah that's how Issa Rae got started. I'm, the web series is gonna be on YouTube. <laughs> it's not yeah. about to be. No, I mean obviously it. it was. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Do you have a? Did you have like a like an outline to how you wanna? Get there? Um, yeah, no doubt. I'm going on to I'm going into production and pre I'm going into pre production in uh January. Okay. okay. Um and that's where um I've been over the years because I had this idea since twenty sixteen. Mm. I've been over the years kind of um honing in on what exactly is gonna be mm. and mm-hmm. upping the comedy aspect as I've learned comedy and what makes things funny yeah. over the years as well. Mm. And then Which is an art form in itself. Yeah, you know. <laughs> And comedy has changed too. Like yeah. people find different things funny. You know what I'm That's saying? That's the like, thing. Comedy is constantly yeah. changing. Like constantly mm. changing. So um, I'm a uh, I'm gonna go into over the years. I've been making up all these hundreds of ideas. Mm-hmm. In um, January, I'm going to start throwing out or keeping ideas, and then going to the writing process, looking for writers, mm-hmm. and then I expect like six Mike. Like at least six months later, I'm going into production. That's dope. And so, do you have a team assembled? Um, I have a lot of people I can call on that. I've been in talks with mm. about it. Like every person that I kind of meet and network or become cool with, know about this show, mm. and have said that they are down. Is this the same thing? Is this something like this here? Like this folder? Heaven gave me from her college days that has a lot of her old sketches in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's Nostalgic. it's something that's kind of like the the um the baseboard or like mm-hmm. the foundation of it in there. Okay, but none of the none of those sketches <laughs> make, make the cut. We're going fresh yeah, and new. Yeah, fresh. We're in a new landscape but right now. I kind of keep that as a manifestation because I know I was so passionate about it then. Mm-hmm. Like I put flyers up. I held auditions. I actually shot some stuff. So I owe it to myself. Yep. I used the Big Mac. That oh, so Big Mac computer to, yeah. It's yeah. A lot of it's in there. Okay. And, um, yeah, so that's kind of like just to make sure I follow through with it and to remember this where it started. You know what I'm okay. saying? Okay. I feel you. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying. Yeah, it's nice. Well, um, well, Brian's looking for work. I'm looking for work too. So if you have any, oh no doubt, y'all already, y'all already are. What? I'm about to be sending you scripts to punch up for me because I know oh. you're funny. And we and we have to sit here and say for anybody who hasn't had the opportunity, we all did just. Um, finish yes with the short that is very true brian short scene whatever you really uh, want to call, call it an extended scene yeah um brian's in um, brian's in uh heaven um recently did a lovely lovely uh, extended scene together uh called amala um you would have YouTube. to it's on youtube uh, i'll put the link in this description mm. for soundcloud members uh as well as i'm pretty sure the links in all of our instagrams instagrams yep. um, brian yeah. underscore wayne eight 
Mine is Mermaid Head. Mine is the pictured director. The with the A. All one word. The pictured director. Yeah. Um yeah, and the 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 director was this lovely guy from San Antonio. I would you love to meet him. Um, fantastic gentleman. And if you all saw the strain in work three people trying to do yeah. something like this were going through. Yeah, like it was just yeah. but it also lets me know like something that people always say and I was talking to somebody about it last night is kind of like when we're when you're not in that space or you're not in that place to where you're constantly for any any creatives out there or any actors, actresses, directors, whatever you want to do from a creative standpoint, it's like don't wait to for somebody else to put you in their stuff right to whatever the case may be because like even the footage that we have is great footage it was shot mm -hmm. beautifully it's stuff that i'm sure i'm sure heaven's going to put in her reel and mm -hmm. i'm going to put in my reel like i mean it's still work at the end of the day it's already in my reel yeah I'll, I'll so it. it's one of those things it's like we for anybody who wants to go see it please go check it out for us let us know what you think in the comment section there and and just uh give us your feedback so we can we can know where how how it went. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Heaven, do you have any uh, thoughts, concerns about the about what we went over today? Any anything you want to add? Um. No. <laughs> you, you good? I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm good. Um, yeah, just want to wish good vibes on everybody. And any no, advice? All leveling up. Any advice to, uh, you know, I always find it necessary to take a step back and really look at yourself from a distance as a as a third person mm -hmm. and really like track your progress. You know, obviously you're you're better than where you you're in a better position uh, as an artist than you were four years ago. Correct. Yeah. Any mm -hmm. advice you want to give to anybody who's literally about to start their journey as an actress or a creative? Um, I think I would just say finesse. I would just carve off as much time as you can if you feel like you have potential. Make the leap and like go from there like just constantly act so i feel like at least over my i feel like my my three years out here could have been cut to a year and a half mm. had i just um kind of gotten out there a little bit more i could have shot things quicker <clears throat> and gotten a reel together um much quicker but a lot of it i was tying to me trying to make sure I'm doing it right or approaching it the right way. Mm. So, yeah, I feel like if you are getting started, act most and foremost. Like, just get out there and do projects. Act, act, act. Yeah. 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 Act, act, act. What about you, Brian? And something I wanted to add on top of that, it's something that for anybody who listened to the other a uh, few episodes back we had Javier Santiago on and I was I was at the beach the other day with him working out and he had said something to me um that really resonated with me and I kind of like think about it on a daily since that point and it was like a lot of times we go through these days and kind of to your point of like you 
could have cut three years into a year and a half, right? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of that point, even when I look at myself, I, I think that same thing, like that's great advice to give someone. And something that Javier said was a lot of people are like, yeah, I've had a couple great days this week. Well, he said something to me. He's like, I don't want to wake up and at the end of the day be like, I'll have a great day tomorrow. He said, I want every day to be a great day. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm going to do everything in my power to make every day a great day instead of waiting to the end of the week or Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. So something just for people to think about, like every day you wake up, just try to make it a, a great day for yourself. And every, every, every day is another chance to turn it all around. Yes. You know, if, if you feel like you're in the dumps, you know, tomorrow's a new, tomorrow's a new day. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Penelope Cruz and From Vanilla Sky. Got that. It was a Tom Cruise. It was one of them. Got that line from that movie, Vanilla Sky. You should check it out if you, if you can. Well, guys, if there's nothing else to add, I think we're going to hit the outro music, mm-hmm. the royalty-free piano music. And <laughs> that we always play and our voices go low. <laughs> and, and, uh, and then we're just going to chop it up. For, we're going to chop it up. Hey. Thank you yeah. once again. Thank you guys. Heavenly yes. Warden. Heavenly Everyone. Warden. Um, thank you thank so you much. Um, yeah. I I think we've known each other for what about a year now. Yeah, we I met think in so. sep- we met in September actually. So no, it'll be a year next month. Mm, sweet, that's yeah. pretty awesome. It's been a year. Damn. Yeah. It's been it's been a, a whole last year since I've known Heaven. Yeah. It feels like a really long time. So it's been a long year. It's been it's been a long year. Yes, yes, yes. And Brian, anything else to add? Nope, I'm good. And that's it. We are out.